Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Stock Recovery. Uh, my name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and just welcome back to Cedar Point Church's fastest growing podcast, where we are real, raw, relational, and sometimes irreverent. And, uh, you know, we've been on a couple weeks hiatus, um, but as you guys can see, we are, we're back in business today. We are, we're in our new dig, so we're grateful. Back just, and better than ever. Yeah, back and better than ever. You know, we've got this nice 4K camera, so you can really see um, just how disfigured we are as people. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that might be. Yeah. It might not be better than ever. Yeah, it might, not it might be, be worse because we're closer. Yeah. The camera's closer to yeah, our face. The camera is closer, and it definitely um, it shows more details. So, um, so you may want to switch over to one of our um, if audio you, streams. If you weren't doing audio already, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can find that on a, you know Google, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, um, iHeartRadio, all all the places where you listen. So, um, but uh, man, we are. It's a. Uh, after all that consistency, you know, it was kind of weird to take a couple weeks off. It was. Um, I did get, I already got a complaint. I had somebody asked me yesterday, hey, when are you coming back? Somebody, so one person actually. One here. person, one person. It wasn't here. my wife. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody asked me. My wife, she didn't even know that we took a break. Yeah, so, so kind of sad that she didn't listen to anything. So, yeah. but <laughs> maybe just stop talking to her at home. There we go. Yeah. And then, like, if you want to hear me talk, if you want to connect with me, you're going to have to listen to the podcast. I like that. I'm going to do that. Let's see how, see how that works. That's a solid for. strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> so, nice. I'll be looking for a place to stay here in a couple weeks. Well, you can't okay. stay with me. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got a couch available. Um, anyway. some, somebody said to me one time, he's like, I know why you opened the men's house. Like, why? wife gets ticked off that you got a place to go it's like yeah yeah there we go <laughs> yeah i can that'll work uh, i didn't think about that but yeah that's yeah that's yeah. probably that's a good strategy too. yeah that's good <laughs> anyway but uh today um we are we're talking about truth um and i your truth I, yeah, my truth yeah well their truth yeah it's uh i already know I'm going to say things that people would wish I didn't say on this one. So um. That's all of ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of the things I go for, you know, in life is just to, you know, see how far I can push the envelopes. Yeah. But you want to you wanna introduce the, the topic? So Yeah. So we're talking about uh, what is truth, right? Because we, uh, you know, that's the thing that gets bandied about nowadays. Like, so we, our truth, my truth, your truth, the truth. What is the truth? What is truth in general? Why is it important? You know, and um, why is it such a big, big stink nowadays um, in, in the culture? And um, and why is it important that we uh, become as, as Christians, um, we should be adherers to the truth, not our own personal truth, because that's not really a thing. Um, but the truth, when right? Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth, the truth, and the life. And so... That's pretty uh, definitive. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Yeah. Right? So it's really not. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, um, and so I, we need to talk about it, in, especially in, in terms of recovery, because one uh, addiction is full of, of lies, right? There's a lot of, a lot of lies that we tell ourselves. Um, there's a lot of lies about uh, who we are. Um, and where we belong and what we're doing with our life that we, we buy into that gets us into um, a lifestyle of addiction. Um, but, but, you know, even nowadays, culturally, it, it's so full of lies, you know, and that there's just, there's not a, a desire, in, in, you know, in the broad-based culture to, to actually seek after truth, real truth. You know, we want to we want to just go with our truth boils down nowadays culturally to what feels good to me. That's what that's what my truth means. It's like, well, my truth is what I want to believe because I want to believe it. And that, unfortunately, is not what truth is. That's your experience and that's your preference. But that's not what truth is. Truth is, is if I jump off this building, the truth of gravity is going to smack me right in the face, you know, and that's um, that's what truth is. And so we, we should be seekers of objective truth and in. For us as Christians, that, that starts with Jesus Christ. So, well, I want to back cool. a couple things up. Yeah. Clearly, you've never heard of flat earth theory. Gravity <laughs> is is not real, more true. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, when we do talk about this, this is kind of where we get that, that cookie cutter religion. Um, and where, well, this this really challenges my my paradigm and, you know, my, my beliefs. So I'm not going to 
accept that um, as as truth and we begin just to um, again kind of collect the things that we like discard the things that we don't um, and kind of uh, create this thing where we're our own God that's what happens we have our own truth we are our own God um, if we're our own God then our morality is set by our lifestyle right. <laughs> so so what what determines what's right and wrong in your life what you want to do and that that's this dangerous path that we see people go down um and it's um I- idolatry <laughs> in um the most literal sense where again you, you you're just self-worship um yeah and mm-hmm. it's incredibly dangerous yeah you're just violating that first commandment right off the bat yeah. oh yeah <laughs> you, you should have no other gods before me well when you're deciding what is right and wrong then you're becoming god right you're becoming god in your own life and uh and that's not something that's based uh or reserved only to the secular world christians Today, now, you know, Christians, I should put that close. Christians today do that all the time, right? Especially in the, the realm of uh, relationships, right? Well, well, you know, uh, I, yeah, sure, I believe in Jesus and, and all his teachings and stuff, but I'm also going to sleep around because, you know, that that was back then. They, they, you know, the whole you should just be, you know, one man, one woman and, and all that kind of thing. I, that, that was a cultural thing back then. That doesn't apply to today. We're, we're more advanced and, you yeah. know, sophisticated. So I'm going to, you know, we got to we gotta try, you know, see if we're sexually compatible before we can get married, right? That's, so that's, that's there are many Christians that adhere to that idea um, because it feels good. It's yeah. not because there's any truth to it. It's because that's what they want to do. Yeah, it appeases the flesh. And I think that's one of the things, that, that particular area right there is kind of one of the most stepped over truths. Um, yeah, in, in our faith, um, and where people just today just seem to be unfazed, unrepentant, um, just I just just don't care. It's like, all right, we're gonna keep leaning into this, right. um, regardless of of what is clearly um, in front of me biblically. Yeah, and that's a you know this whole there's a psychological concept called you know it's cognitive dissonance, and that's you know there's there's what it is 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 what you believe, and then there's what you do. And if the belief is in conf- conflicts with what you want to do, i.e., I want to sleep with this person, but as a, you know, somebody who's raised Christian or you know believes in Christianity, you know, I know in my head I'm not supposed to do that. My belief is I shouldn't do that, but I want to do that physically. Well, then one of those two things has to change. Your brain needs that to. There needs to be uh, uh, agreement between those two things. And so one thing has to change. Well, most people aren't willing to give up the behavior. So then they'll, they'll do some mental gymnastics to change their belief. They're like, well, you know, that was a, you know, that's not culturally, you know, applicable now. And so they'll, they'll start to do rationalization and figure out a way to, to, to overcome those, those pesky hurdles that, that Jesus put in our path <laughs> to keep us on the, the straight and narrow. So anyway, so yeah, so that's, but that's why, um, we, we have to we have to get away from that idea though that our truth there's or there's a thing that such as our truth there is no our truth there is the truth like so we have experiences you know we have preferences but our experiences and our preferences can't trump the truth and so um, when it comes to recovery and addiction, I mean in just life in general we should all be and there is definitely a dire need for this in our society today is to be seekers of the truth you know, um, you know, we see it in the world of, of politics where, uh, well, my guy said this, you know, this is what happened or this is what they did. My, my, you know, my political side passed this law. So it's, it's all right, or it's true, or this is, you know, this is, you know, again, my, my preferred candidate's position on this thing. So this must be right. Well, no, that's, that's not how we should be evaluating this. We should be evaluating those, what they say is right against the truth and then make our decisions not make our truth dependent on what our preferred political party says is right you know so and we've talked about that before so anyway i won't chase that rabbit anymore but um you know john 8 to 32 says this and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and that's why that's one of the main reasons we want to seek after the truth is that living in the truth and, and being in accordance with what god's will and purpose and, and law is is what sets us free uh, from our addictions, from our struggles, um, and helps us become just better people because we're, we're living the way God wants us to live. And so um, we should all be seekers of the truth. So why is, uh, so why is truth important? 
one, it gives us a basis to function as a society, you know. And so, um, clear, clearest example of that right now is the whole, uh, you know, boys can become girls and girls can be. If we can't decide on basic, you know, fundamentals of like, this is what this word means, and this is what it means to be a boy, and this is what it means to be a girl, um, then how do we function, right, as a society? If we can't come to some sort of agreement on, you know, this is, here's our system of money, right? Like, I have, you know, if I have a $5 bill, we all understand that means it's a $5 bill. I can't be like, well, this $5 bill identifies as a $100 bill. <laughs> so you should take this as, you know, payment for this thing that costs way more than five bucks. Well, if we can't do that, you know, as a society, we can't function. And so truth and hearing to some sort of basic truth helps us function, function as a society. I mean, I yeah, I mean, it is, uh, you know, you put it in simple terms. I mean, it's one of those things that, that's obvious. But but what we try to do is do these mental gymnastics and, and make everything fluid. Um, and it, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so it didn't work that way in the broad scope of society. Um, and when you do that in your life, um, then it's it's chaos. What you've done is you've, you've created the system of chaos. If it doesn't have clearly defined boundaries and what defines boundaries is truth, um, then, um, then, then how do you uh, keep moving in um, a, a proper direction? You know, if we were to take a river and, and remove the boundaries of that river, it, well, it's no longer, um, it's no longer a river, right? It's just, it's just spewing out everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's what happens in our life. We're trying to get somewhere, but we've removed truth, so we remove boundaries, and then, then what do we, how are we heading anywhere? Um, well, yeah, you know, and you're talking about uh, chaos. Well, who, who as, as Christians, who do we identify as the agent of chaos? That's Satan, right? God created order and life and, and creates, and, and Satan comes and destroys. And and so this this movement that we're experiencing culturally right now against truth has got it is straight from straight from Satan. I mean, this is the greatest. Um, I mean, well, that's the first the first uh, thing that Satan says right in the Bible, right? He, uh, is is uh, Eve is wanting to? He's tempting. Uh, Satan's tempting Eve to eat from the the knowledge. That, man, let me start over. Satan is trying to get Eve to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right in the Garden of Eden. And what does he say to Eve? He says, "Did God really say?" Right. That's the first questioning of of the truth, right? Of God's God's commandment to Eve it says. You can have anything you want, just can't eat off this tree. And, and Satan's first thing is, well, what, well, did God really say you can't do that, right? I mean, that's and that's pushing us away from truth to, towards chaos. And that's so. So this push towards any against the truth is straight from Satan. Yeah, well, secondarily, there then Satan um, went towards identity. Yeah. With with Eve, you know, then you'll be like God, um, and caused them to create even or uh, not create to challenge the whole narrative of being god's creation right of, oh to be like god i can be god um so i mean you're, you're talking about you know a sin and a, a narrative that that's from the beginning that um absence of truth that's what we get we got it in the beginning it disrupted man all of mankind from from then to to now um and it's it's the same the same scheme, right? The, the enemy's doing the same thing. He, he challenges God's word, which is truth. I, I am the truth. Um, and our our identity in truth, right? And he keeps pushing that. And the more he pushes that, you know, because if, if we define truth, we're God. You see how those things are tied? They're tied in the beginning. Um, and they're, they're tied now. Yep. Yep. And that's just what we were talking about right at the very beginning. Yeah. It's how we, we, we're choosing our own morality and what's right and wrong. And that's making us become like God. Um, and so, so one, again, truth gives us a basis to function as society. We can't function if we can't agree on, on at least what's true, you know. And then the other thing, tells truth tells us about the world around us, right? So truth, you know, understanding truth and, and the world around us helps us to operate all this cool new equipment that we got, at least at a very basic level. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. But, I mean, truth, you know, helps us understand our world. It helps us understand science. helps us understand function. Um which is all very important, again, not only to, to function as a society, but to function as people. Um, so so we have to, and, and the reason, you know, this seems like very elementary, but the, this is where the slippery slope comes in, where we go, okay, once we start abandoning truths, 
where do we stop? You know, where does it, where does it stop? And at some point, we we start to just disregard basic human understanding because, well, this is my truth, and you know, all these different things that I don't want to be true. Well, and that's what we're facing right now. If I if I just decide to to take body parts off myself, then all of a sudden I can say I'm a girl. It's like, well, that's not how that works at all. You know, it's like you, know, you read stories where they, well, I can, you know, I'm a man, but I can have a baby. No. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. It's like that commercial. Um, so that tells us about the world around us. And we have to, we all have to have an agreement. You know, again, if we want to function and continue to succeed, and, and like I mentioned before, the person who's going to, the, the entity that wants us to not succeed is Satan. And, and so he sows chaos. He sows untruths and, and tries to get us to buy into lies because it destroys us. And nothing makes Satan happier than to, to destroy mankind. So... Um, it's, it's in, that's it's important. Um, and then lastly, it helps us to mature and not succumb to false uh, false teachings. So as Christians, um, and we've talked about this before, is, is if you don't know what you believe, if you don't understand, if you haven't read through the Bible, or you don't understand what Christianity, what sets Christianity apart um, from other religions, and what what you believe, uh, what what Jesus tells us. Um, and some of the, the veracity behind his claims and some of the history behind the church and all those kinds of things, and then you're going to be that much more likely to believe any, you know, nice dressed, slick haired pastor in Houston that tells you that you can live your best life now. I mean, um, not that I'm being specific about anybody or anything like that, but uh, uh, yeah, if you, you, you don't have the ability to have discernment about false teaching so when somebody comes and tells you this is what christ said or this is what christ meant or this is what you should do you know you should send me ten dollars seed money and god's gonna bless you a hundredfold um and you're just like okay because you don't know any better right if you could send your seed money to yeah, uh, 1630 <laughs> north Lindenbridge boulevard um care of pastor aaron or or caleb yeah um and <laughs> gonna send some seed money i guess send it our way <laughs> but but yeah i mean we're, we're called to to not to not be that way um ephesians 4 14 says this then then we are no longer to be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth so we're called again uh it, it's one thing to be a new christian and you don't understand those things but after that you know now it's time to begin your education, right? Just begin become disciples to uh, to understand the fullness and the depth of, of our faith, which is it is very full, very deep. Um, if you want to take the time to learn about it, yeah, um, you know, in this this is so broad. I mean, we've seen one of the greatest deceptions I, I've seen recently in the recovery ministry. I say recently; it's been a couple of years now. It's the whole. Uh, marijuana thing well the uh, system of government legalized it so even going back where they convinced themselves where it's okay to now get stoned every day and call it medicine now i know that there's a small number of people out there that use it legitimately not talking to you right. <laughs> i'm talking to the ones that just you know every day I or need it every day twice a day um <laughs> just um stoned all day and can't seem to function um without it um i have some people in my family that you know they called it anxiety um started getting high every day then it's like you're looking i'm like you seem more anxious and withdrawn than you ever have before now um but they're still convincing themselves there's something good about it um in this you know so you're you're claiming that to, to be a christian in the faith and, and then um you're allowing what the world's legalized to override god's word um which said you know you should be sober-minded you know you should um <laughs> You should be clear. You should lean into God for for um, comfort in, in these things, um, and you know. So it's a distraction again. You know, if we go back to the the whole sex before marriage thing, where um, as ridiculous as this may sound, there there are so called churches and, and pastors that that teach that sexual freedom is, is okay now. Um, so not only is that just a, a thing that we see just strictly secular. Um, challenging the narrative, but there are people who try to teach that from a biblical basis. I mean, clearly it's false teaching. As um, you can see very clearly in God's word, if you you know pick up your Bible and use it for more than a coaster, you, you can see that what the truth is, but you do have people begin to challenge these things. Um, 
We see it with um, homosexuality in the church. We see it with, with all sorts of things. I mean, the list is just goes on and on and on. Um, but if you don't know truth, if you don't seek truth, um, if, if for, for yourself, not like, you know, don't, don't even allow me and Caleb just to tell you what's true. Again, you, you have you have something that God's gifted you, that, that reveals it to you. You can use it. You, you, know, you can pick up your Bible and you can read and you can verify all the things that we say. Please do so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's what we should do. And when we grow in it, then, then we don't succumb to false teaching. Um, and then we're no longer immature like children. You know, I, I have six kids. Right now, my kids are pretty dependent on me telling them what to do and how to do it. The goal is one day, God willing, they will move out of my house and no longer be dependent Sooner on me. Sooner than later. <laughs> no longer be dependent on me to tell them. Um, so immature children, right, um, they, they have to take all their cues from somebody who is more mature and wiser than them. The goal is one day for my children to pour into their children, right, and help lead them. That should be the goal with us in faith, right? We start off. People are guiding and directing us. We discover for ourselves. And then we go and and help somebody else be lifted up out of their immaturity and define truth. But um, instead, we just abandoned all of that. Um, the ship went down, and we were like, ah, to heck with it. Ah, burn it, burn it, burn it, why it sinks? And then we poked holes in our life raft, too, and we're just, you know, flailing about in open sea. Yeah. And, um, it's my truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too, is that... Um, Another reason why truth is, is important is, is that knowing why you know something is going to make you weather the storm a lot better, you know. Um, and that's why we see so many people walk away from their faith, uh, the, the Christian faith, is because they, they came to church because, you know, they, they had good donuts or they liked the music. I miss the, our donuts. You know, and the lights and yeah. the, uh, the smoke machines and, you know, and the, the trendy pastor who, who talks nice and says nice things and tells you you know if you just do these things and everything will work out for it's you. grateful we're not dependent on a trendy pastor here. that's good yeah. yes in spite of that in spite of that we're still we're, growing we're growing rick i hope you're listening hope yeah, this I is the too. one episode that you listen to this just year one moment right <laughs> just one moment um somebody pull this out as a sound bite and send it to him <laughs> um but yeah so but but that's but that's um, you know we, we we made this shift in the in the church culture back in the early two thousands to the seeker sensitive movement where we're which wasn't necessarily a bad idea where we we kind of cater our, our Sunday service to to the non believer to you know hey what would what would attract those people and that's not a bad idea. Well, in a lot of ways, it's biblical. You know, we see right. um, Paul do it on Mars Hill. Yeah, and, um, becoming everything to everyone. Yeah, right now, um, and that's that's a good thing. But, but we, not at the expense of truth. Right, not at the expense of truth. <laughs> and, 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 and we have swung the pendulum pretty far that way and yeah. at the expense of truth. And so what's happened is, we, you know, we have this big influx of people because they're like, oh, look, the church isn't, you know, a bunch of stodgy old people anymore, you know, playing organs and it's all stuffy and, you know, and they, they don't, they look at me sideways because I have a tattoo to just come on and just keep living the exact same way you have yeah. been but don't i just want you to say yeah. you're a christian now yeah don't offend the young people yeah we, we we're not going to challenge you on any of your beliefs anymore so so now we've seen that that infiltration of the secular into the church because we're just like well we can't tell them no because hey, we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody with truth and so so what's happened then is, is you know we had this influx but now we're just seeing this huge decline in numbers because all those secular people are here like well, one, they're like, well, why do I need to come to church? It looks the exact same as, you know, my secular world. What's yeah. the difference? And then two, they they came here and were treated like, you know, we're bottle fed and continue to be bottle fed. And then when life didn't become all sunshine and rainbows like they were promised and, and, and hardships hit, they're like, well, I don't need this stuff. It didn't help me at all. And because they were told, they were, they were sold a bill of goods that said, well, if you just do it, you know, if you just become a Jesus follower, then life is happy and, and pleasant and uh they weren't weren't ever discipled and fed you know got off the bottle and fed the meat to become uh, mature believers and so um it's so easy to just abandon that belief when you don't know why you believe it like, i've just I've, just I've just been showing up here because the people are nice and the music sounds good and they have good donuts and so you know well you know when we hit a little bit of adversity it's like you know there's no more point in coming right covid happened 
well, we just got in the habit of not coming to church. Well, then they put it online, so I don't need to come to church anymore. Yeah. You know, what's the point? Because they were never told, well, the Bible says you're supposed to come yeah. to church. You're supposed to be around nope, other believers. Nope, gathering. Yeah, it says that. So anyway, um, so that's that's why it's important to believe, to seek truth. Um, we're called to seek truth, right? Ephesians 6, 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of, uh, breastplate of righteousness in place. Right? That 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 belt of truth is what's kind of holding everything together. And that's what the Bible tells us is that that's, um, we're supposed to seek that truth. Um, then one of the commandments, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You're supposed to live a life of truth, right? We can't just decide, well, I'm going to lie about my neighbor because I want his stuff or, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, just make things up because, uh, it would be easier for us, right? If you get caught doing something you're not supposed to at work or, you know, they challenge you on something and, you know, you can either fess up and be come clean about it or, because, and that would be easier, you know, you wouldn't get caught or you can be honest and, and own up to, to your mistakes because that's what you're called to do, right? And, which is what we as Christians are supposed to do. We're supposed to be seekers and livers of the truth, you know, no matter what, what kind of, kind of consequences of that are, right? So, um, so let's talk about living a life of truth. First um, John three eighteen says, "Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth." So, man, that's a that's a tough one for a lot of people. I, and um, I, I have one person that we know, and I can't. I'm not going to use the name because we know him. Not that they listen, but uh, who continually does somebody I work with in ministry here that continually does <coughs> things where they're not doing. They, they, they make mistakes, the same mistake, and they say they're sorry, and then they continue to make the same mistake. Yeah. And it's like, I don't believe you. You know, I'm <laughs> in a place where I'm like, I don't, when they, I'm sorry. Well, I don't believe you because you continue to do the wrong thing. And I've had this discussion with my children. Um, this individual is a younger individual. So there's some maturity lacking there. But I've, when, when your actions don't actually back up what you say, it's what your actions, your actions are what matter. Right. What we say matters, but what we do matters more, you know, and I can say I I can say I'm a Christian. I can say I love the truth. I can say I I I live in accordance with God's law. And I I can say all those things. But if I go out and do the opposite, then obviously what I say is not true. (laughs) And so this is like this discussion I've had to have with this individual. It's like, okay, you keep saying this, but then you continue to go out and do the same thing. That kind of tells me not really sorry you're just trying to avoid responsibility right yeah you know um and it's i want to back up just a little bit and it ties into this um but you know live um let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth you know truth is so um important there's a saying it says this um truth without love is mean um and love without truth is meaningless you know we need to have this this balance when we we live in our lives that um truth truth is important um i love that you know because we're just going around doing whatever and we're living absent of truth that that is meaningless <laughs> there's nothing there of substance so we have to live a life that, that's coupled with truth um the, the issue we find with that is it, it is uncomfortable but um that's where substance comes in um, to to what we're doing um, again, you know, you know, Caleb's talking about an individual. We see this with children all the time. Um, I've had so many conversations with with my kids, you know, where they're messing up. It's like, I love you, and it's like nothing that you are doing says I love you, mom. I love you, dad. Right? You're just right. you're just ignoring me. Had a conversation with my daughter last night. She wanted to do something, and um, something's going on, and and. You know, she didn't get the answer she wanted from me, so she was upset. Um, and you know, I, I t- you know, I told her, I said, you, you can't, you can't go on and do it because you don't like my answer here. You know, if you say that you love me and respect me and you're going to honor me here, that means that even though I've just given you an answer that you don't like, you're going to abide by it because um, otherwise your actions are saying completely different, and it's saying. Dad, here's a big old middle finger for you. I'm like, you know, <laughs> and you know, so it's it's important to, to live a life of truth, um, where we subject our our thoughts, our actions, you know, everything to 
um, truth. Not Again, not our truth. Don't back it up. It's God's truth. Where do we see God's truth in God's word? Um, and and live a life that's defined by that. Um, it's it's what brings again substance to our love. Love without truth is meaningless. You know, it brings substance to all of that. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like we were talking about before, kind of the, what we're experiencing in the church world, where we're having this fall off in attendance because nobody's ever been challenged with you know adjusting their lifestyle to in accordance with with what the Bible tells. And, you know, we're so afraid of that, like confronting each other, like, well, because, and this is, this is how church confrontations always go is like, you, you know, if somebody's, you know, oh, they're coming to church, but you know, they're not married and they're living together and you're like, Hey, you shouldn't be, you know, doing that. Don't judge me. Matthew seven, take the, yeah. take the plank out of your own eye. And it's like, okay. And then, and then we're just, nobody ever wants to confront it, you know, like, oh, then we just let it alone because we don't want to have that com- a comfortable conversation. But it's like, well, one, I'm not the one who made that decision. This is what the Bible says. I'm just pointing out what the Bible says. And two, me pointing out what the Bible says in your case doesn't mean I'm sinless or imperfect. And, you know, if, if you see me doing something wrong, you're more than welcome to point that thing out. You know, my kids use that same excuse. And I, I don't understand. As adults, we use it. We have that style of argument and we don't think anything of it. But every single one of us that are parents with more that has a parent of more than one child we've all encountered this and we've all just torpedoed this argument with no problem because you know we do my daughter will do something wrong don't do that well they do it <laughs> right this is that's the same argument it's the same argument and then we're like okay does that make what you've done any less wrong no but they do it and they didn't get there well, I didn't see them do it. You know, yeah. it's like as soon as I see them do it, I'll get on to them for that. <laughs> you know, our kids do that. And then we grow up and we think we're so mature as adults and we do the exact same thing. Well, you can put it, you do things. Well, okay. But are you, I'm not living with my girlfriend right now. You know. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, and we need to do a whole episode just on the whole um, uh, don't judge me. You know, it's like. Yeah. Okay, first off, when you read that, you know, first take Bible the plank out of your. No. Yeah, well, and it's not even presented accurately. Like, no. You know, first, go take the plank out of your eye. And that's kind of, to me, that says, hey, I'm not living in adultery, so I've removed that plank of sin out of me. Right. So guess what I get to address in your life? Adultery. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, you know, we're called not to, to judge unbelievers, but once you profess faith um, in Jesus Christ, whether you're living up to it fully or not, actually, as spiritual fathers, you know, we're people that are more mature in the church, we're obligated, obligated to point out stuff in your life and it's not judgment right we're not passing a judgment of conviction and condemnation that's not what judgment is addressing things is not judging you right the judgment is is passed by god and it's like ah, you're going to hell or you're going to heaven that's not what we're doing right but looking at you and saying hey you're being a moron um that's just making a statement an observation um if i look at a duck and say, hey, look at that duck over there. Did I judge the duck? No, I called it a duck. If you're going around acting like a hoe, and I say, hey, <laughs> stop being a hoe. Did I judge you? No, I made an observation <laughs> on your life. There, I had to get something in there that offended somebody. Did yeah, I do it? I'm there. I'm there. Good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've used the example before, but, you know, if you're if you're breaking the law, the cop comes and pulls you over because you're speeding. The cop didn't create the law. They're just, they're just... Hey, they observed you breaking it, you know, and they're not, they're not even judging you per se, right? Because on the ticket, they tell you like, you can show up at this day and time and plead your case before the judge. The judge is going to, you know, now if you you sign off on it and don't show up, then you're, you know, kind of, I'm not going to contest it. But uh, the the police officer is just pointing out the fact that you broke the law. They didn't, they didn't. And that's what we're we're called to, like Aaron was talking about. We're actually, there's, there's Bible verses in there that say you should, you know, confront people who are in sin um nobody seems to know that verse yeah <laughs> they know matthew 7 but they don't know yeah that. well and you kind of see it here in first john let us not love with words or speech but love and truth how do you love in truth well you love in truth by revealing truth to people yeah um now yeah, we honest. should do it with love and compassion and mercy and grace and um you know operate in a way that um you know is representative of jesus but that doesn't mean that nobody should address the things in your life that that are not okay and when we do this i mean that's the great thing you know kayla said earlier you know problem is the church began to look like the rest of the world 
Why do people show up to church in the first place? Why do they begin seeking God in the first place? Because they recognize that things are not right in their life and they're searching for something different. What are they searching for? Truth. If we remove all truth from from church, from um, our faith and all of that, they're not going to find what they're looking for. And so then they're going to move on and look for it somewhere else where we had the opportunity opportunity to present it. I'm so grateful that, that I showed up and, and knew and recognized my lifestyle was wrong. Otherwise, you know what I'd be doing right now? I'd still be living in it, yeah. you know, flipping miserable <laughs> um, and in addiction and, and who knows where. But because I was presented with, with love and truth, you know what? God's Holy Spirit worked in me, and, and I was able to change. So yeah, we need to live a life of truth. Right. And so part of living a life of truth is, uh, you know, a little bit of bias here, but seek after Jesus, right? So so what we mean by that is that, um, you know, that's reading your Bible and, and trying to bring your life, bring your, your life, not your, you know, your life into accordance with what the Bible says, not try to adjust the Bible into accordance with what you want to do. Um, so John 1, 7, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so what we do, and, and you know, and this, this, this sure beats being confronted in your sin by, you know, if you go to a church that actually does that kind of thing, <laughs> is, is before it happens, continually trying to get yourself into accordance with with what jesus calls you to do right and so that means if you're living in sin you know with you know you're not married and you're living together, that means hey we need to we need to not be living together you know we need to get you know they put a ring on it and <laughs> and uh uh you know we need to to start honoring what this relationship is called to be which the you know marriage is a it's a holy uh a holy relationship right that god created for us um it's not a legal arrangement it's it's a it's a spiritual arrangement in which we're gonna you know want it upon that you know marriage day we're gonna bind ourselves together as one is what the bible says and um we need to start treating each other like that and so you know we need to to, to not live together you know people have done that it is possible um you know if if you're constantly you know stealing things from work like stop doing that you know that's you start you know well i'm just taking some staples and pens and you know whatever it's like stealing you know i mean it's whatever it is um you you know you got to start looking at your life in in the mirror of 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 what the bible tells us and, and start cleaning those things up um and it's not something we just you know and obviously nobody's perfect we all do it uh i'm definitely way way too critical um, about other people uh my anger is um definitely not righteous anger all the time <laughs> um it's very rational a lot of the time um you know uh th there's all sorts of things that i do but but you know having that kind of true north direction in my life which is jesus christ i i can sit there and look at what i'm doing and go oh, i i need to, to do better right i have that conviction in my life and i try to keep pulling it towards what God calls me to do. And that's what we're, we're called to do as Christians. It's not, it's not a thing that you just, I made this decision and now I'm just going to go live my life. It's a daily, what the Bible tells us, right? You take up your cross and follow him. You're daily dying to self saying, I'm going to put my own desires and wants aside and I'm going to try to live in, in agreement with what God calls me to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, seek Jesus. It's so simple. <laughs> um, and why do we seek Jesus? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? That um, it, it's through him we, we find God. It's, it's through him that we find truth. It's through him we find salvation. It's ultimately through him um, we, we find life change, right? We don't want to stay the same. We shouldn't want to stay the same. We should want to subject um, ourselves to him. And it's the only way to live a life of truth. There's there's no other paths, Um you know, you're not going to find it through um, some other religion. Um, you're not going to find it. Um, <laughs> you're going to find it through yoga. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why it's so funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, just is. You having an issue with this well, lately? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm just thinking, you know, people, uh, 
people get all weird about yoga being witchcraft or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. Um, so it's just kind of like laughing about that. And it's just like, that's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> so it just struck me as funny. I don't care if you do yoga. <laughs> but Somebody who, who used to regularly recommend people do yoga and being in the profession I was in, I had to like, every now and then, being here in the, the quote unquote buffalo, the Bible Belt, I had to be like, I had to have that conversation with somebody who's like, listen, there, there's immense health benefits to doing this for you. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, but what about all the it's like you don't have to, to adhere to any of those things to stretch your body right? yeah. <laughs> it's just stretching people yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not asking you to chant or downward dog allows Satan yeah. to enter <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know <laughs> I mean it's just uh, the science is there yeah anyway <laughs> I got way off track I don't yeah, even well, know what's going on anymore yeah. so uh, alright well I'll pick it up for you right. so you know, seek after Jesus, right? That's one way we live a life of truth. But um, here's the next one, and this is this is almost as hard for people, it seems to be, is to adjust your beliefs, okay, even if it's not comfortable. And so what I mean by that is that, again, this is uh, what we talked about at the beginning. Uh, right now, there is such a uh, spirit of humanism and in, in, of, um, you know, whatever, if it feels good, do it. That's, that's the guiding guiding principle of our society right now if, if you look at the secular world if it feels good do it and that that isn't limited to even you know now it's means you should undergo surgeries and adjust your body to fit whatever it is you feel like you identify with um that's not true right and so you know you just by taking parts on or putting them uh put taking parts off and putting parts on your body doesn't make you something else so um you know what you have to start doing is look at why you believe what you believe and actually test those things out you know look do some do some research find out you know is there anything to this thing that i believe um and and then if there isn't you have to adjust what you believe right we don't just well i just can't you know well this 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 must all be fake, right? That none of this is, you know, what all this evidence that that contradicts what I believe. Well, all that must be fake news. You know, that's the the, the thing we call everything nowadays. But um, you know, and, and and I can say that with confidence when it comes to to our faith, because you know, there's there's historical evidence for what we believe. There's there's a lot of different things there. Um, you look at other things like I don't know, say Mormonism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be really, I'd be really interested to find archaeological evidence that supports that the thirteenth lost tribe of Judah is actually the Native Americans. That's what they believe. Um, you don't, you don't think there was a hat, no, golden tablets? In? I, I don't. Mm. Well, actually, there's seer stones. That, oh yeah, seer stones. That, Sorry, yeah. That that only disappeared. Like the, the words would appear on. To help translate the Book of Mormon, but they would only disappear when it was written exactly correctly. So the Book of Mormon says that. It says it right at the beginning. This is the most correct book ever written, and yet it's had a number of revisions in the history of its existence. Used, so that's crazy. You just don't know how it works. Yeah. And so, faced with that evidence, there's still people who are like, well, and then we'll do some mental gymnastics to continue to hold on to a belief that's very evidently not true. Or, you know, like DNA evidence that shows that. Native Americans came across the Bering Strait, like everybody's always known, through Alaska, down through Canada. And we just need to follow the science. Yeah, <laughs> that science. Um, so, so there's things there that obviously, very obviously, would challenge your belief. And it's like, okay, I, I get that you want to believe that, right? Okay, Tom Cruise, I get that you want to believe that, you know, the Thetans came and have attached themselves to your body. And if don't know what I'm talking about this is what Scientology believes <laughs> and you've got to go through these processes where you have to clear yourself and I mean like or that's not true and you should adjust your belief <laughs> I mean uh, that's that's a real interesting thing that they believe anyway <laughs> but that's what I'm saying you know um, you can apply that to politics you know you read a news story go look up the actual the actual sources of the you know any sort of the actual, this is what happened, or go read the text of a bill or whatever and, and, and see if what you're reading is actually accurate compared to what actually happened, you know, and then adjust your belief based on that, not by just, well, this is what somebody told me, so I'm just going to accept it. 
stop being that way. <laughs> so you got to start challenging yourself and you got to start investing in what is, what is the truth. Um, and I had this in here because we, we run into this every now and then. If your beliefs haven't changed since high school, uh, you're not living a life of truth. Okay. The, <laughs> the filter that you had on in high school and, and how you viewed the world, uh, isn't right. Right. Because you have no experience in life. No. Right. And, and so if your thoughts and beliefs have not changed <laughs> since you left high school, um, you, you are not what we consider a pursuer of truth. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what else to add to that. I mean, like, really, because we just run into. Yeah, I don't care how mature you are or were in high school. Like, yeah. you should grow. You should grow from that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was very mature as, as a teenager. I mean, as, 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 as a teenager could be. <laughs> not me. I was going to. You know, start a pot shop in Amsterdam. Yeah, so. Aaron, you don't need to tell anybody you weren't mature as a teenager. Yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty mature as a teenager. I mean, I, I was fairly independent, uh, and and everything. And and man, I, I'm a lot different than I was as a teenager. You know, as an adult, because uh, continue to challenge my beliefs and go. You know, and and believe was, it or not, he's loosened up quite a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, you know. The thing is, as a teenager, you're so everything's so black and white. Yeah. You know, and you're so right and wrong. And I'm was very confident in the things that I thought I was right about. And um, I'm definitely not as confident in a lot of those things. There's some things I'm I'm a lot more confident in because I've you know researched or tested the veracity of those ideas. But uh, there's a lot more gray in my life, and not just my beard. Um, so yeah, if you if that, that's kind of a thing to think about. Like, if you're like how many how many ideas do I still hold on to that haven't changed since high school? And if if if, if it's a majority of them, then maybe you need to become more of a seeker of truth. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, to live a life of truth, you want to live by principle, not by personality. And this is again to point back to politics. If your favorite political person says says a thing and you just go okay, then that must be right. Then you you don't have principles, right? We 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 should choose our our politics by our politicians by our principles like i have you know i believe in the principles of the founding of our country i'm going to vote for that individual that adheres to those principles not the person that i like the most or has the best personality i don't really care about somebody's personality I, like who's going to do these things that you know match my christian my christian faith and you know uh the constitution of the united states like um you know and obviously that doesn't just have to be politics we see the same thing in, in our um in, in the christian world today right well, this pastor is very charismatic so i'm just gonna well if he says this it must be true no this is what we talked about before is you have to know um the truth so you can point out or you can you can be aware of false teachings by these uh what if his sound bites are really tweetable <laughs> exactly. Then it must be true. Yeah. That is, if you if you come away with anything from today, yeah, that's it. Um, but no, I mean, there's plenty of people in in the Christian world that that are flashy and charismatic, and they they say all the nice things and they make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And you, oh, they must be, they must be, uh, you know, God's messenger straight from heaven, right? They're um, and they're, and they're just filling you full of lies, but we're so attracted to personality as humans that um, we just don't take the time or make the effort to to actually weigh what they're saying against you know the the metric of truth and and we just buy into it you know and so live by principle and your principles should be shaped by what by by living a life um, based on Christ right and, and based on the Bible that that's your principles and then and then the people we go, like I said, in politics or, you know, Christian leaders or, or whoever, <clears throat> do they, are they in line with those principles or am I just liking their personality, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have for the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, it's just, I, I hate, um, you see this, you see people choosing churches by this nowadays. Oh yeah. You know, like politics and and just absence of truth you know there was a um i definitely didn't pick this church based on the truth 
fast person. No, no, yeah, I don't think any of us did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you see it so often that you know politics or or whatever is one of the driving, not one of, it is the biggest driving factor um, nowadays for even selecting where you're going to worship and and you know, you know, you're talking about something that um, impacts your your eternity to some degree. You know, yeah. if you're not careful. Um, and it's uh, it's sad, you know. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, when you go into again, if you go into church and you're, do I like this music? You know, do I like this? Like, no. The first question is like, are they teaching the Bible? Yeah. There's this word called theology. Yeah. If you guys don't know what theology is, um, that that should be what determines where you attend. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a, a church in town, and, and I like a, a lot about them, things like that. And it's amazing to me how many people have left that place who have no idea. Like, there are stark differences between us and them. And they'll even kind of go bouncing back in between us. And it's just like, there's uh, actually some, some major differences here right. in beliefs. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's when we came, we've been at the church for, I don't know, Plus 10 years, I guess. And uh, I like the pastor as much as we give him grief. Um, just because he gives us grief. So yeah. he has it coming. He deserves it. Um, I like the pastor. I like, I now like the music. Not so much when we first started coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, like the people, like the, what the church does. But if uh, tomorrow we start coming out and, you know, preaching that, you know, homosexuality is not much of a sin, which is something people do nowadays in churches. It's like, well, come out. You yeah. Know, like, when we start teaching, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much I like the pastor or the people or, or what I think the church is doing. Like, if, if we're going, if we go outside of the principle, right, if we go outside of the biblical truth, then I, that's why I'm a Christian, right? But if, if the biblical truth doesn't matter to me, I could save a lot of time on a Sunday and stay home. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, if it's not going to just don't go. Right. I mean, if, if you're not going to care, um, then what, what are you going for? You're just going because you want to have social interaction. Well, I obviously don't suffer. From that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's an easy choice for me. I'll just go, <laughs> just stay home on a Sunday and, you know, do something else. But, uh, if, if biblical truth matters to you, that should be your kind of, um, the, again, the metric by which you, when you first go into church, like, what are they teaching me? What are they preaching? Are they preaching things that are, are they, you know, trying to, to bring in secular concepts into and, and, and pervert the Bible, the biblical message to match secular culture? If that's happening, you're in the wrong place. It's yeah. not a biblical church. It's not a Christian church. Um, and uh, you should leave. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, well, um, live a life that's defined by truth that's... Um one that, that seeks truth. Remember, seek truth um, through seeking Jesus. Um, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and, you know, and you, you find a lot of that in, in God's Word. You know, um, God's Word reveals to us that, that Jesus was the Word, is the Word, right? Um, and um, don't don't be somebody who cherry picks. Don't be somebody who, um, again, lives life absent of boundaries or um, in chaos. Um, there's not your truth. There is the truth. Um, so we want to challenge you throughout the week again um, to to determine what that is through seeking um, Jesus Christ. But, man, we are grateful for you guys. Thanks for sticking around with us um, and, and coming back after, again, a couple weeks uh, hiatus as we um, relaunched um, this week. But uh, be on the lookout. I don't think it'll be this week, but pretty soon we'll be um, beginning to split channels um, and develop a second platform for for this particular ministry outlet. Um, so, but uh, we're grateful for you guys um, and uh, we'll see you right back here next week.